thank you very much for coming on. A um, few questions I'd like to ask as you are the executive director here at uh, Chamber of Commerce in Ridge Meadows. Um, first question is, could you start things off by telling us what is the Chamber of Commerce for those who don't know and what is your role as an executive director here? Yeah, awesome. Well, thanks for having me. And uh, yeah, so the Chamber of Commerce, um, <laughs> It's hard to put it into just a few words, but um, we're a nonprofit um, business organization. So we mm-hmm. represent the business community of Maple Ridge and Pitt Meadows. Um, every community has their own chamber of commerce. We have the Langley Chamber, Tri-Cities Chamber, Abbotsford Chamber. We have a chamber that represents each community. Okay. Um, and so from us, Pitt Meadows and Maple Ridge are our two communities that we represent. Um, being that we're uh, a membership-based organization, members uh, pay uh, a membership fee to be part of the chamber. Mm-hmm. And within that, you're getting a whole bunch of things. You not only get support um, from the chamber, whether you're opening a new business, you're trying to change the way you do business, um, you just want to meet other business individuals within your community. The chambers are a great place to start. Um, we have a lot of new businesses who come and, and become members of the chamber because they, they just they need that support. They need to figure out, okay, what do I need to do next in running my business? Um, how do I meet other individuals within the community uh, where the chamber makes it easy to do that? Uh, so one of the things we do is we put on events. Um, we do networking socials uh, once a month. Our networking socials went from having our first one um, since I've been executive director uh, our first one was in, I believe, October. We had probably 12 people show up. Uh, tomorrow we're hosting a networking social, and we have 60. Oh, so wow. our growth has uh, is huge. Um, people have seen the value in our networking socials, and the people they're connecting with are, are not only supportive, collaborative, but help them. You know, I've had a, a member come to me and say, um, you know, I just, I want a mentor. What do I, how, how do I find a mentor? And I said, come to one of our networking socials and I, 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 I will connect you with someone who can be a mentor for you. And they walked away and now that person is, has a mentor within the Maple Ridge and Pitt Meadows business community. So building those connections are so important. And so we give the platform um, to our members, and not only just our members, to the commu- the business community to meet other individuals. Mm-hmm. Our members get a discount on our events. So when you're a member of ours, you get a discount or you get to come for free. If you're a non-member, we give you the opportunity to come, but there's a small charge. Mm-hmm. Um, so the events are, are, are one part of being a chamber member and what a chamber does. Um, the other side of it is policy and advocacy within the business community, advocating for the community, um, creating policies uh, behind, you know, what our community needs. Um, I think that's so important. Um, next year, uh, I'll be working probably closer with the policy and advocacy uh, for our chamber. Um, I only started in this position in October, so. Um, I was able to go to the BC Chamber of Commerce AGM and really learn about, you know, what policies are on the table. Mm-hmm. So next year I can bring more um, for Pitt Meadows and Maple Ridge. I see. Uh, so that's another part of it. And then the member benefits that you get being a member. Um, I've always said to my members that you can actually save your membership fees in the benefits that you get um, with being a chamber member. So, for example, um, one of our member benefits is Park and Fly. 
um, we get a really good discount on Park and Fly. And if you use Park and Fly three times a year, you save the fees of your membership. So um, really taking advantage of, of those tangible benefits. Um, and then also we own the Chamber Plan. So the group insurance plan is huge for the Chamber of Commerce. Um, it's Canada's top uh, insurance plan. So if you need member, um, uh, if you need benefits, health benefits, um, it's one of the top plans. I so see. just to give that in a little snapshot of what the Chamber is, mm-hmm. um, and what what do you do uh, in the chamber? So I'm the executive director uh, here. Um, some chambers call them the CEO. Some are executive directors. Oh, I see. We're, we're the same. Okay. Um, okay. It, it's kind of funny how some chambers are like, oh, I'm the CEO, and some are I'm the executive director. But really, our job is to make sure that this organization runs smoothly. We're in oh, charge of the organization. Um, so I'm lucky to have two amazing staff here at Ridge Meadows. Uh, I have an amazing board of directors. So uh, our board of directors are all volunteers and they're technically my boss, so I answer to them. We meet once a month, we make decisions for the organization, we get approvals by our members at our general meetings, but ultimately my job as executive director is to make sure this organization runs smoothly. Okay, what is the process of getting a membership and going to one of these events? Is there, is there, are there different requirements or criteria that you'd have to check off in order to be qualified to go to one of these events? Not at all. Um, I'm, I encourage all businesses to come. Um, even if you're not a licensed business, I encourage you to come and talk to the chamber about what are the steps to get licensed? How will it benefit your business? Um, we have a lot of home-based businesses here in, in Maple Ridge and mm. Pitt Meadows, and um, I encourage them to come talk to me about you know how the chamber can benefit them. There are no restrictions. Um, we we want to be there to support everybody. Um, right. We we offer a, a fifty dollar uh, discount to all new mem- new businesses within the first year. And we do have one requirement that you do have a business have to have a business license to get that discount, but um, there are no no restrictions to being a member of the chamber. You do have to be approved by the board and the membership to be a member. But in my career, I've never seen someone be declined um, as a member. And then interested in coming to like the our events, all you have to do is register and you can you can come and network. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If. I know. I know some of the chambers they have restrictions such as age. Mm-hmm. Does age doesn't age uh, matter here for the Ridge Meadows um, chamber? Funny enough, you say that. So I had a conversation with one of our counselors at one of our events, mm-hmm. and her kids um, they run a small business, and um, they we did a Shark Tank uh, event here in Maple Ooh. Ridge. And it was for teens to showcase their business, and uh, there were prizes involved. And they were the winners of, of this uh, Shark Tank event. And they're teenagers, but they were like, how do I get involved with the chamber? I love to be part of the chamber. Right. So this counselor came to me and said, Chrissy, like, is, can they be involved? Can they, what, like, how, how do they get involved? How do they get into a group? You know, they come to one of these socials, and there's a bunch of adults in the room. How do they feel comfortable? Um, so what we're starting to develop is a membership for um, teenagers. Mm-hmm. So we want to create a membership for um, younger individuals to come join the Chamber of Commerce at a discounted rate because, of course, you're starting out in business. 
and uh, we want to create a, um, uh, an event strictly around young professionals. Um, we see that um, people like yourselves who want to meet other young professionals and connect, we see that here in Maple Ridge and Pitt Meadows, and we want to foster that. So that is one thing that we're working on um, mm -hmm. currently. Uh, so you can join a member if you're a young professional and mm -hmm. um, you're still in high school uh, or in university. Mm -hmm. Do you have to have something in order to join or could you just join just for talking to other uh, teenager entrepreneurs that go to these events? Absolutely. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's open to everybody. Okay. Yeah. You don't have to have a business okay, to, okay, to join. Yeah. yeah. Um, could you share a little bit about your trajectory on why you wanted to become the um, executive director at a chamber? Was that your initial goal uh, since you were in high school or was there something else that you were aiming for but then you took a turn in your um, career path and decided to come here? My background is interesting. Um, it's not like when I tell people where I came from, it's not what they expect actually. So. Yeah. Yeah, you know, my story, I would hope, would encourage um, or help young um, individuals who are, you know, getting close to graduating in high school and not sure where they want to go, mm -hmm. that even if you end up in something that you, uh, know, you, you don't fall in love with, you know, I'm a firm believer that you need to love what you do. You do it every day. Mm -hmm. And right. um, so I started out in something that I just fell out of love with. And... I ended up in this position. So um, going back many, many years back <laughs> to when I graduated from high school, um, I had no clue what I wanted to do. I was like, I want to be a social worker. I want to work with kids. I want to, you know, it was, I was all over the place. Yeah. And there was some pressure there to, you know, uh, we don't want you to get a job out of high school. We want you to just go right into college or university from my family. Um, because they knew if I got a job, I would get attracted to making that money. And yep, would right. I go back to school? I'm not sure. Right? So um, my grandfather encouraged me to leave high school and go right into university. So there was that pressure there. It's like, what am I going to do? Um, but I loved working with kids. I love children. So mm -hmm. I knew I wanted to work with kids. And I decided to actually go get my early childhood education. So I went to school um, to teach, and I ended up teaching for five years. Uh, I was one of the youngest uh, teachers to get a principal position at, um, at a school, a private school in, Maple in uh, White Rock, actually. And um, I loved it for a long time, and then realized uh, you know, I was getting married and realized that if I wanted to have my own kids, I felt that I needed to, I needed a change. Mm -hmm. I, I just wasn't in love with it anymore. And uh, sent my kids off to, to graduate to elementary school and uh, I felt like that was like the turning point for me. I needed to figure it out. So I got married, went on my honeymoon and tried to do some soul searching on figuring out what I wanted to do. Um, it took a while for me, I knew I wanted to be in administration. I didn't want to be in childcare anymore. I wanted to be in admin. What that meant, I'm not. I wasn't sure. I was still young. I was in my young twenties and trying to figure it out. And um, uh, a real estate office gave me a shot. I had no administration on my resume. 
I had an early childhood education background, but I had interpersonal skills that they wanted. Um, and so uh, a real estate company gave me a shot and I started my administration uh, background and I worked in real estate uh, up until I had my son. So I worked in real estate for probably close to 10 years. Wow. And, uh, and then had my son and things just happened. I, I, I was like, oh, you know, I love real estate. I want to be here. And then all of a sudden something changed and um, something happened in my life where it kind of changed changed my life forever and I went nope not doing this anymore mm-hmm. and um, I ended up working at uh, got, getting a job at the Greater Langley Chamber of Commerce I had no idea what a chamber was I was like I, are right. they government are they not government yeah, yeah, yeah. what what are yeah. they and uh, went into the interview and um, I went into the interview for an administrative position and walked out with a uh, um, membership position and that's kind of how my journey started in chamber world Um, and I quickly very very quickly fell in love with chamber world Mm -hmm. Um, I loved connecting with businesses I loved talking to my members it was something that I was so so passionate about that I never in a million years would have thought I would have been in this right you know you're going from early childhood education to the chamber of commerce night and day um, so, uh, I moved up, uh, at the Langley chamber very quickly from membership, member relations to director of member relations to director of operations within my five years of being there. Um, I was interim CEO at the Langley chamber for four months and I always, two years into working for the Langley chamber, I said to myself, I want to represent my own community. I want to be the CEO of the Rich Meadows chamber. Mm-hmm. And I live here, and I eat here, and I support this local, this community. So I wanted to be here, but I also loved what I did at the Langley Chamber. People were amazing there, um, and here we are, uh, five years into my career with the chamber, and I'm running my own. So it kind of, it goes to show you that you could leave high school and do something, or go to university for something. And 10 years down the road, you're in something completely different. So yes, there's that pressure of making sure you know, you're going into the education that you're gonna do for the rest of your life. It doesn't always have to be that way. Right. What advice would you give to students who, for example, you said you knew that you wanted to work with kids. Mm-hmm. What about for those students who don't know, don't have a clue uh, where they wanna go or what they wanna do? and they're just about to leave high school, what would you suggest to them? I would suggest to, you know, one, talk to your local chamber and have a conversation. You know, if I had a student come to me and say, Christy, I'm in grade 11, I'm just not sure what to do. I would say, let me connect you with a bunch of businesses in the community. Let me connect you with an accountant. Let me connect you with um, someone uh, at a bank. Let me connect you with a bunch of different sectors. And maybe that would give you some idea of what you're passionate about. I think having a, having mentors within um, within the business world is important. I have a mentor. I've, I've had a mentor for many years who, have helped, who has helped me get to where I am today, let me tell you. Without him, I'm not sure. Um, I would be here right now. Um, 
so just dabbling in different industries you know uh if you have absolutely no idea i think that would help you narrow down what you're interested in you know if you go do a um a couple of days at a, um, a marketing firm say for instance mm-hmm. and you walk away and you're like oh my god that was amazing i want to do that or i absolutely hate it then you can move on um I, I think uh, connecting with your local business organization just to see how you can get some help on kind of figuring out where you need to be. Mm-hmm. And there are a lot of chambers, um, ours is working on it, but there are a lot of chambers that have um, uh, young entrepreneur groups that can help. What are some misconceptions that you had about the business world as a teenager that have changed over time? Yeah. I mean, I thought it was going to be easy. I thought it was like, I'm going to university or college. I'm going to, you know, get a job and it's going to be easy peasy. And that's definitely not the case. Um, You know, as, um, you know, as things evolve, things get harder and harder. Um, You know, when I came out of, um, college it was it's a very specific education that I had so it was different it was easier for me to get a job because a they needed early childhood educators badly and b I was very specific so outside um you know when I went through my practicum I got the job right away it's easier but for for students that are getting like um a bachelor of arts or you know a marketing degree or wanting to go into marketing it's it's not always it's it's not black and white you know it's very it's hard um so for me my misconception was that I thought it was going to be easy and um and it wasn't um also you know during my transition through from um early childhood education to administration I thought it was like of course they're gonna hire me you know I have a background with kids and I'm I, I, I build connections with people and it's going to be easy and it took almost a full year for me to find a job between early childhood education and administration so taking that time if I were to go back and, and tell myself something I would say take the time to figure out what you truly want try things they don't work it's okay but really like figure out what you truly love mm-hmm. and um, through trial and error and then, you know, you'll get back on your feet. Do you think that high school subjects, because now uh, compared to, let's say, 20 years ago, school has offers more subjects to students, and mm-hmm. I feel like that could help them figure out where they might, what they w- might want to do. Are there any courses that you'd suggest students take or should be close to mandatory that you think will help them either way in the future? Yeah absolutely I mean business planning for for one should be part of uh, I've been out of high school a long time (laughs) so I'm not 100% sure what they offer students nowadays I know there's a lot of support behind uh, especially in Maple Ridge we've got a lot of trades support Mm -hmm. um, programs for high school students and I think trades is amazing we need trades people so so bad and um, I love that our high schools offer um, trades programs um, but, you know, if I had uh, a subject in school that was about business, like a business subject, 
business planning, how to how to start um, your business, uh, how to write a business plan properly. I think I quickly would have realized that early childhood education wasn't the way I wanted to go. Mm -hmm. And maybe I would have started my own business. Uh, maybe I would have opened my own childcare. Um, looking back, I'm kind of glad I didn't do that. <laughs> but I think business planning would be um, really important. Um, also growing on um, maybe internships throughout high school, mm -hmm. giving students the opportunity to go into these different sectors and try them out. Um, opening those doors a little bit wider for them I think would be great. I mean, back in the day when I was in high school, I hated this. There were certain subjects that I just could not stand. Right. I would have much rather been to, to be given the choice of would you rather have social studies or would you rather have gone into family studies or um, you know uh, I see like different yeah. different yeah, choices. Yeah. I hated social studies. It was the worst. Right, so I think fostering um, students' interests more mm -hmm. um, would be more beneficial. Mm -hmm. Given the range of responsibilities that you have here at the chamber, how do you prioritize tasks or manage your time efficiently so you could get through your tasks and get them done in the most efficient way? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, I think delegation is important. Um, I am very lucky to have two amazing employees. Um, as a leader, I think it's your job to make sure that you're hiring the proper uh, employees for your team. Um, and that doesn't even mean a resume. For me, hiring employees means personality. Mm -hmm. um, do they fit within the culture of your, your business? Um, you know, all of that means more to me than a BA or a master's degree on a resume. I see. Um, you know, my admin, I hired her, she's an immigrant from Ukraine. She came to me as an intern. Um, she did her practicum with me for three months and we ended up hiring her on because I saw so much potential in her and that she could really learn from the chamber and um, I could help her get to what she learned in her program in administration, I think I could teach her 10, ten times because it's all hands-on training. So, um, yeah, I think, uh, I think hiring staff is extremely important. So delegation. My staff, I trust them. I can hand them something and say, you know, I need you to handle this project. I know it will be done. Um, as a CEO, we have very... Uh, we have things that we have to handle. We have to handle board documents. We have to manage the board, the board meetings. We need to, there are things that only the CEO, the executive director can, can handle. Mm -hmm. So things like events, I can send to my staff, Dara, or administration tasks, I can send to Tatiana. I think uh, that's really important. Um, for me, um, I'm kind of old school. I write my lists with on paper and I check them off and I think that helps me um, we can get trapped in email so easily emails are always flying in into my email box but I take time I take a chunk of my day answer emails and then I put it away and that's one thing that I've learned from um, one of my mentors is you know only checking your emails once a day 
because you just get trapped in the in the constant flow of them coming in. Unless they're important, you right, see them pop right, up. Right. Um, so that's one of the tools I use for managing my day. But honestly, um, you know, I'm really lucky to have the support I have, um, and and uh, I think I think we do a pretty good job of managing our time. I mean, our chamber has moved really fast this past eight months or ten months that I've been here. Um, we've changed our logo, our branding has changed, our name has changed. Um, we've hired, we went from two full-time to three full-time staff. Um, we moved offices. Uh, there's been a lot of change within the last 10 months and it's been rapid fire. We've had to move really quickly, but I think we've done a really good job at it. Mm -hmm. Hiring is really important. Mm -hmm. And if anyone wants to work anywhere, they have to be hired, right? They have to talk to a person who would interview them. Mm -hmm. What tips could you give to a person who is being interviewed um, for a possible job position? Different like tricks that they could use to not guarantee them the job, but give them a higher percentage uh, about getting the job. Like make the interv yeah, the person who is being or who is the interviewer remember them better. Or what are yeah. what are some psychological tricks that you've seen over the years that a student like me? could use at going for our first job somewhere? Yeah, I think being yourself. Um, I go back to personality, you know? I think sitting in an interview and really showing who you are is important. Um, I, I look at a resume and I, I look for punctuality. I look for spelling. Um, so making sure that your resume is really well put together um, also, nowadays, if you hand me a Word document resume, it's, it's great, but if you hand me a, a resume that's colorful, that has, mm -hmm. um, it's, eye, it's attracted to the eye, um, I'm going to have a chance to look at that more, right? Right. Um, so put your picture on your resume, put, uh, put some color into it, put work into your resume. Your nice. resume is so, so important. And not necessarily what's on it, but how it looks and how it's mm -hmm. put together. Um, I was in that same position. All I, when I left childcare, all I said was, I just want someone to like meet me face to face because I can prove to them why I'm perfect for the position. Um, and it was just about truly being who I, who, who I am. I'm outgoing, um, I'm willing to learn. I'm willing to put the work in and being honest with your resume too. You know, I would say, I know my background is in childcare, but I know I can do this job and I'm willing to learn and I'm willing to give it my all. Um, I think that's really important. Mm -hmm. What about, what about the person? How presentable or how should they look when they come? Should they be dressed in a suit? Should they be dressed in some baggy clothes? What, what, what would make a person stand out to you? I think pres presentation is very important. Um, I think uh, coming to an interview, 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 excuse me, dressed the way you would come every day to work is important. Um, presentation is key, and you know there are a lot of uh, people out there that just don't have the money to put into a fancy suit, and I don't right. think you need a fancy suit. Mm -hmm. I think um, you know uh, a collared shirt or nice you know dress pants and a and a nice shirt are are good enough. Um, I don't think you need to spend the money on, on expensive clothing to, to get the job. You know, when I interview, um, 
I just want to make sure that you look presentable. Because when you're meeting my members, you're the face, for instance, Tatiana is the face of the chamber. People walk in, they meet her, they greet her, they see her. Um, just looking that you're a business professional. I see. I think, I think it's important. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. With the recent development of AI and artificial technology, or sorry, artificial intelligence, um, mm -hmm. how you've, you, you've spoken to many professionals over the years. Um, many business owners mm -hmm. and now since AI is getting bigger and bigger Do you see more people trying to integrate that into their business and try to grow their business using AI? Yeah, for sure um, AI is huge uh, It's actually mind-blowing how fast AI is yeah. developed um, I think I think it's great. I think it's a great tool, but I don't think we should be relying on it um, I see for instance, if I'm writing a letter, um, I will use the AI to help me kind of guide me through, you know, um, a template mm -hmm. of how the letter should be. But for me, if I read a letter, I can tell if it's fully AI written and there's no personal touches added to it. So anyone using AI, I would, especially in writing, I would highly recommend that you edit it to be specific to how you would, how what your views are. Um, so if I'm writing a letter, use it as a template, yeah. but a lot of it I'm changing because I want it to come from me, I don't want it to come from the AI. Using it as a support, not as a full tool, I think is important. Um, you know, there's AIs out there that can create artwork. And, you know, I think it's great. I think, you know, figuring out how we can utilize it properly um, takes takes skill but then also not relying on it fully. I see that makes sense right yeah. that makes any yeah. sense um, you know, I kind of feel bad for like the marketing and the graphic design world because all of a sudden yeah. this AI is taking over <laughs> but you know um, somebody who has a husband who's a graphic designer and, and marketer um, AI won't replace it because you see the flaws in AI. Uh, it will get better, but we see flaws in AI that we just can't rely on 100%, and you still need a professional to to help you. Right. Um, yeah. But I'm kind of excited to see where AI goes. I think, um, I think it can help a lot of business uh, owners, um, but I just think we, we can't rely on it 100%. Do you see more pros or cons with AI? Uh, I'm kind of on the fence. Um, I see a lot of pros and I see a lot of cons. Um, I think, you know, especially, I mean, my gosh, I could not imagine being in high school and having these AIs at my fingertips or in university. Yeah. yeah. So if I could say anything to students, just make sure that you're not relying on AI because those skills that you're going to learn through university and college and writing essays, you're going to need later on in life. Trust me, writing is so important. And teachers and um, employers can see, can tell when it's AI written or AI created. Um, so there's the, the negative to it too, right? You know, in, in back when I was in high school, I, I had to write essays, but there was no help. Um, I, we, we didn't even have, you know, uh, this ages me a bit, but we didn't even have like proper phones, like smartphones. Um, so technology was so different. Um, so I highly just, 
suggest that you use it as a support, just not as a tool. So I, I would say that I'm on the fence. I yeah. think it's there's definitely a lot of negatives, but there's also some positives. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. That's fair. What do you think about um, schools becoming more and more, some people could say, lenient? So before, 20 years back, when I, when I, when I talk to people, they say, you know, 20 years back, school was harsher on kids, you know, you had this, 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 and now schools are becoming more lenient um, to teaching, to grades, kind of to everything. Do you think this is beneficial, or do you think this is something that isn't, isn't, isn't beneficial for students and their future? That's interesting. I mean, things are so different now. Not to say we didn't have mental health back uh, when I was in high school, because we absolutely did. It just was wasn't recognized as much. Mm -hmm. But I think students nowadays are going through so much. So like, there's so much. There's social media. There's, you know, um, uh, just, there's just so much going on in their lives that, you know, if I had a teacher, uh, my teachers were amazing, mm -hmm. granted. But if I had a teacher that cared just a little bit more um, about kind of what was going on in my life the struggles that I was having, the support, um, I think I would have left high school feeling a lot better. Um, and I can only imagine what kids go through nowadays. Um, I think, you know, I have a son and he's, he's in elementary school and he'll be going to high school in, you know, what is it, like four years, five years. Oh my goodness, that's so scary. Um, and I would be lying to say that I'm not scared how things are going to change, how, so, how is social media going to change, what kind of pressures are there going to be on these kids. Um, there's a lot of pressure on kids nowadays to just figure out what they want to do, right? Mm -hmm. Fig, you know, from parents, from teachers, it's like, you know, figure it out. You need to figure out what you're, what you're going to do in high school or, excuse me, in university. Um, I don't know. I, that's an, it's an interesting thing. I... I feel like the leniency is good in a way because I feel like we need to show more support for our young, uh, our young individuals. But also, um, there needs to be some tough love there too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's fair. Having, 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 having both of that would be. Yeah. I think. Would yeah, be like awesome. if my my son's skipping school, there needs to be some some tough love there and uh, a little bit more. Um, I guess maybe structure, uh, mm. more uh, consequences, um, but I think we also uh, have to support um, people with you know, mental health issues and For sure. students right. who are struggling. Right. Okay. From you being the executive director, you've seen many businesses grow from zero to to a full-on business. Mm -hmm. um, what are different qualities that you could see in a student or see in someone who's not yet met with the opportunity of entrepreneurship? Um, what qualities can you see to, to kind of know that they'll be good in the entrepreneurship field, if that makes sense? Interesting, yeah. I so any, any characteristics that they could show that you could like it, like if okay I'll rephrase the question if there was a test that you could give to a student and that test you would need to write questions and based off their answer you'd know if they're good for an entrepreneurship journey 
mm-hmm. what would that test look like and what questions would you have on there? You know, I the ultimate question would be, are you willing to dedicate pretty much your life to your business? Um, you know, it's not, not always, like it's mm-hmm. not forever. But in the beginning of opening a business, it is not easy. Right. Um, I've had a few people come to me and be like, I'm going to open my own business. It's going to be so easy. It's going to be, yeah. you know, I want to be my own boss and it's going to be wonderful. And then I talk to them two years later and I say, oh, so how did that go? And they said, it was the hardest time of my life. Yeah. It was insane. And I almost failed and I almost quit. And um, it, it, it wasn't what I thought it was going to be. So I think hard work and determination is key. Um, If you're going into this thinking opening a business is easy, you should not be opening a business. You're not meant to be an entrepreneur. So that would be my top question. I see. Um, What are you willing to put into this for a successful business? Mm -hmm. Um, I think uh, you don't always have to know everything. Like you don't know, we have accountants for doing the bookkeeping and all that kind of stuff if you can afford it. So if you're going into it, you're like, oh man, I don't know how to, I don't know how to do reconciliation, and I don't know how to do all this stuff with running my business. You don't have to. There, there are people that can support that. Um, just the hard work and determination is so important. Um, going into it, uh, I would also ask, what do you have going into your business? Like, do you, um, what have you, what have you done to the, like the uh, pre-opening the business, for example. Do you have a business plan? Do you know what it takes to get your business license? Example, you're opening a tattoo parlor. Mm-hmm. Do you know that the Fraser, Fraser Health has to be um, brought in? You need a sink, you need this, you need that. Like it's, there's so many things that you need prior to opening a business. Do you have any idea? Have you done your research? I see. Um, have you done your research of how many of those businesses are within the blocks of where you want to open? So you're, you know, you're opening a restaurant on 224th Street here in Maple Ridge. Have you done your research? Do you know how many of those businesses are already there? Um, that will kind of determine your success. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I truly think that anybody can be an entrepreneur um, as long as you have the right, mi- right mindset and um, you go into it knowing it's going to be hard work. Mm-hmm. Do you think that opening a business now is easier than it was before, or do you think now it's harder considering um, AI, technology, all of that good stuff? I don't think it's ever been easy. Um, I think nowadays it's really difficult to open a business. Look at the cost of living. It's so expensive. Life is expensive. So I think... Um, I don't think opening a business has ever been easy, but I think right now is it's probably the toughest it's ever been. Toughest it's ever been. Um, I think COVID put a huge put such pressure on the business world. Um, you know, I I was with the chamber throughout COVID and just trying to support businesses that have been open for like 25, 30 years yeah, yeah. that just were like we're retiring, we're closing shop because we, we can't, we can't do this. We can't do it anymore. Um, the amount of businesses we help go online 
were crazy because we had these storefronts that had no idea how to work a website that had to move all their shopping online. Right. You had to buy their, their supplies online. Um, you know, it's been a really tough go throughout COVID for business. Um, and post-COVID, we're still struggling. Like I said, cost of living has gone up. The cost of rentals has gone up crazy. And that's why we're seeing a boom in home-based businesses because people just can't afford commercial space. Um, but our goal is to move people from home-based businesses into commercial space. That is the ultimate goal. Um, yeah, I, 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 I don't think there's like the right answer to that question. I think it's always been hard to open a business, but I think now it's even harder. Mm-hmm. Now, God forbid there'd be another pandemic. Don't um, say it. Don't. <laughs> um, do you think that now stores and people are more ready, uh, or especially um, businesses are more ready to combat something like this than they were, or do you think this will still take a huge, huge, uh, t- t- or sorry, take away a lot from these businesses that have been open for a while? I think uh, businesses would be more prepared uh, just because uh, when the pandemic hit, it hit heavy and it hit hard and it was like a panic mode. We, we didn't, no one expected it and it was, it was crazy. It was a crazy time. I think businesses would, businesses would be more prepared. I don't think there's a lot of um, businesses that have said to me, if we go through another wave, I'm, I'm done. I'm out. I can't, I can't do it. I can't do another round of, 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 and I can't do another pandemic. Mm-hmm. Um, it was really, really tough. So I think, yes, businesses would be more prepared. Would we lose a lot more businesses? Absolutely. I see. For sure. Okay. Yeah. In the Chamber of Commerce, in the Langley one that you've been to and this one that you work at, mm-hmm. um, were there any people that got help through the Chamber of Commerce that are now that now have grown to owning a big business, big well-known business or some uh, big name in the community? Yeah, I mean, um, I can't uh, speak on Langley as much as this community, but, um, you know, we've, we've supported a lot of small businesses in ways that um, I never thought, you know, I would be doing in my career. I mean, it's been really a whirlwind. The last 10 months have been amazing. Um, uh, example, we've got, um, a bakery here in Maple Ridge and, um, so amazing, amazing family. They have such a wonderful story and they launched a new, uh, a new experience and um, it's about Italian cooking and coming for an experience and sitting down and having um, a story told to you about their how they got here from Italy. And um, this experience has taken off in Maple Ridge. It has blown up because people are looking for experiences. They want, I, I find people are spending more money on experiences now than materialistic things. And I love that. Um, walking away with a memory rather than you know a handbag or some or a pair of shoes, 
Um, so they've created this experience where they cook Italian food, they serve it, it's a five course meal, um, and you sit down, you hear about Italy and the story, and you're eating this delicious food, and this is completely taken off in, in Maple Ridge. And uh, I, I love that for them so much. You know, they're just such wonderful people. And this is the thing, in, in Maple Ridge and Pit Meadows, we've got a lot of small businesses. We have some large ones, um, but a lot of small businesses. And for me, seeing the growth of the small businesses made me so happy. Um, they, yeah. uh, if I see a business going from having one employee and now having five, it, it, it truly is something that this is why I do what I do. Mm-hmm. Um, so one example is that, uh, that, that bakery here in Maple Ridge, um, when I first started, we did a uh, grand opening for another bakery, uh, here and, um, I got emotional because it was her dream come true. She had she had been a home base baker for for so long, and being able to open up her storefront, you know, she was in tears and seeing her staff around her and rally around her, it was really emotional for me too, um, because watching these people's dreams come true is such a special thing, and being part of it is is so, it just makes me so happy. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I wouldn't say, you know, there is, um, there is like that one particular business that went from being tiny to now being huge and taking off. There's lots of those, but I just want to like kind of rally behind the small businesses that have, have done so well. Because a lot of times we focus on these huge, big businesses, but I, I just want to kind of, the wins for the small, I think, are, are, uh, are important. Right. What is the most common mistake do you see in small businesses who are just starting out? What is something that they all do that is a big no-no that they later understand was a mistake? I think every business you're going to make mistakes. You're always, you're just getting, you're going to be like, dang, I shouldn't have done that. Or right. I wish I did that differently. Or, you know, oh, um, that wall made no sense. Why did I spend the money on putting that up? I mean, there's... I don't think there's one specific thing, and I think each industry is so different to pinpoint like what a business did wrong. Um, if I were to say anything, get out there, network with people. It's hard. People don't want to go out and network, and it's uncomfortable sometimes unless right, you're super right. outgoing. But put yourself out there, and you will be embraced by your community. I promise you. Um, so I think. I, and I know that you're busy. You've opened a new business. Things are nuts. Right. But make that a priority. Get out there. Meet other business people. You will be shocked at how much support and how much business you, you bring up just by getting out there and putting yourself out there. So I think if I were to say anything, one of the maybe not mistakes, but one of the things that businesses do that I think would um, hinder them is not putting themselves out there and, and okay. connecting with your community. Right. I think it's important. What is one big life advice you give to uh, students and teenagers for, it could be a business uh, or just in life in general? What is one big you know, advice you could give them? Mm. Give a few, but... Uh, Go for a few. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, one would be... Um, do what you love. Uh, don't let anyone hold you back 
on going for what you want. Mm-hmm. Um, there are a lot of um, young uh, individuals out there that will say, oh, my dad really wanted me to be a doctor, so I went to school to be a doctor, and I just absolutely hate it. I wish I was a carpenter. And that pressure, you feel that pressure. But honestly, like, yes, we need money to survive. It, 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 it's a fact of life. We work to pay our bills. We work to feed, put food on the table. Mm-hmm. But ultimately, are you happy? Yeah, you're making the big 300000 a year, but are you happy? Um, we live one life, and I think doing what you're passionate about surpasses money, in my yeah. opinion. Okay. Um, so going for what you want and going for what you love. And that may take time, like I said. That yeah. may take time. Right. Trial yeah. and error. Figuring it out. You don't have to figure it out in your first year. Um, um, taking risk, I think, is in, is is something that everyone's super scared of. Risk is scary. Um, and you could fail, but with failure comes learning, and you yeah. learn uh, throughout your failures. Yeah. And I think um, taking risks are important. Um, I wouldn't be here today if I didn't take risks. Yeah. Um, you know, I started this position, and I went, oh, my gosh, like, can I, can I do this? There are just, you know, a lot of eyes on me, a lot of pressure. And um, we were putting on this huge gala we hosted our Business Excellence Awards in March, and I had one full-time staff, and we were hosting 200, you know, 220 people. And I left that gala, and I was emotional about it because I said I did it. Like this was my first gala that I did as executive director, and it was a huge success. And I was so proud of myself. So be proud of yourself when you have those wins. You're not being like. Um, you're not full of yourself. Take that win. Enjoy it. Um, your friends and your family, if they're not there to celebrate that win with you, then that's you know. Then you have to reevaluate that that friendship. In my opinion, you know, like take those wins and just enjoy them, and mm-hmm. and you deserve it. Um, it doesn't come easy. Work hard. Put the hours in. Yeah. Um, put yourself out there, um, and you'll succeed truly um and be yourself you know i am i am who i am i don't pretend to be someone that i'm not um i take me as i am kind of thing Mm -hmm. um and one thing that i can say is that i worked really hard to build relationships with my board my members my staff people around me and it's paid off and just getting to know them um, they've learned to trust me as being, you know, the, C, the executive director, CEO of, mm-hmm. of their organization, the chamber that represents their community. So mm-hmm. there's a few takeaways there. I mean, I've, I've been through a lot in my career. Um, I've had people rally with me, find a mentor, find somebody that can talk you off that ledge when you <laughs> when right. you need it. Yeah. Um, many times I've picked up the phone and I've had conversations and saying like, I don't know if I can do this. Like... Um, you know, this happened and that happened and I'm stressed and, and that person has been on the other side and says, okay, slow down one day at a time. You can't, uh, you can't do it all in one day. So, right. um, 
taking that pressure off yourself a little bit and having that person to talk to when you need to. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of pressures. There's a lot of pressure in this world, and especially on you know our our, our high school students coming out into university. There's so much pressure, and just knowing that you're doing you're doing a good job. You know, right. you're 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 gonna succeed. You're gonna have lots of fails, but that's okay. That's life. Last question before we finish off here. What is your favorite book that could help other students or that helped you and your favorite podcast? Ooh. Oh, gosh. Um, okay. Um, so I'm reading a book right now. Um, we're hosting, uh, we're doing a Celebrating Women in Business event coming up in October. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's going to be an amazing event. And this woman, she's an author, she's a Canadian bestseller author, and she, I've seen her speak before, she's a motivational speaker. Um, I've seen her speak uh, prior to COVID, and um, just hearing her speak really kind of changed the way I look at my life and the way I look at business. Um, So I'm reading her, I believe it's her third book, or her fourth, I I need to look at that, but um, it's called Embrace the 90%. Um, All her books are about looking at focusing and looking at the 90% positive in your life we all have the 10% negative everyone does we all go through stuff we all have crap that happens in our life but trying to to divert our brains to focus on what's positive you know right now we have all these fires in in Kelowna and locally and you know I'm trying to focus my mind on like I am so grateful that I have a house that I get to come home to and that my family is safe. And what can I do to help these communities that that are struggling? Mm -hmm. Um, So her book has really changed, her series of books have really changed the way um, I look at life and look at business. Uh, Her name is Darcy Lang um, and she is going to be our keynote speaker for our women's event. So she is so inspiring that I just absolutely had to have her as our keynote right. speaker. Yeah. So we're going to be hosting her in October. That's so that's the book that I'm reading right now um, that I love. Um, podcast. I mean, I, I listen to a lot of um, a lot of uh, like positive podcasts about you know building yourself up. I think we have to do a lot of inner work in order to be good leaders. Um, we have to be, uh, I truly think that to be a good leader, you need to be able to put yourself in the shoes of your staff and you need to be able to relate to them. And I think your staff are your backbone. You, I could never be the, the executive director I am if it wasn't for my staff. So I think, um, being humble, um, being, uh, positive, uh, is so important and so I listen to a lot of podcasts that um, have to do with like mindset how to be a good leader um, what uh, to do when times get hard um, not one that I specifically listen to um, but I listen to a lot of those that that are more motivational um, I highly suggest listening to podcasts um, especially yeah. as young uh, individuals coming into university um, think they're great yeah yeah so yeah well thank you so much for coming on yeah hopefully some people listening and if they 
if they, if they think about starting some business, they go and visit their local chamber yeah. and, you know, maybe, maybe, maybe there's a next uh, Elon Musk. Well, we know. <laughs> exactly. Next, uh, <laughs> next prime minister in the works. I mean, our, yeah. our, our, um, our, the, uh, you know, our young individuals are our future. And um, as yeah. leaders, we need to build them up because they literally are our future. So if there's anything that I can do as a chamber executive to help um, with young professionals listening, um, please reach out. Like I said, a lot of Chamber of Commerce have um, young professional groups um, to help with mentorship. Yeah. And any questions, um, I can guarantee your local chamber will be there to support you. Yeah, and if not, it's an amazing way to build a network, build a network of uh, mm -hmm. really smart people who are the next Elon Musk. Yeah. Thank exactly. you very much for coming on. Thank it's you. been a pleasure. And uh, yeah.